Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and well-being and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is assertive communication. We're going to see what it is and what it is not, and we're going to see how to implement it. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on georginahudson.net or my Instagram account, georginahudson.couch. Hello there. What's up, people? How are you today? And today's topic is wonderful. It's probably one of the main subjects that come up in my sessions with clients. And so many times I've asked them, how assertive do you think you've been? And they are like, what are you talking about? So I think it's necessary to raise this topic, this issue. We're going to talk about assertiveness, what it is and what it is not, and how to implement it in the space of today's podcast. If you want to take a deeper dive into the topic, I have written an article about this uh, for Psicologia y Mente Magazine, which would be something like Psychology and Mind um, in English. And if you can read in Spanish, we really encourage you to do so. We are leaving the link for you to explore the topic a little further. But before I continue, let me um, say hello to Luciano. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. That is an assertive greeting. Yes, I know. <laughs> so let's see what assertive communication is. As I mentioned before, I think we lack a lot of clarity about this. So assertive communication refers to a style of expressing one's thoughts, feelings and needs in a direct, honest and respectful way. And it's not easy. Think about the three adjectives, direct, honest, respectful. And what this means is that we will express our opinions, deepest needs and boundaries clearly and confidently. Again, not easy. And taking not only our rights into account, but also those of our interlocutors. We are going to listen attentively to their perspectives and Everything together is going to be a great combo to promote effective open dialogue and to create healthy relationships. I don't know, Luciano, if you wanted to say yeah, something. Let's share some, some examples from Georgina's sessions mm-hmm. right, and experience. Yeah. So example number one. Uh, Luciano, could I, could I interrupt you for a moment? Yeah, please. Yes. Uh, We're going to disclose some of the things that people have shared with me in our sessions. And we're going to do this from a space of total respect and humanity because we have all been there and we still are so this is non-judgmental at all the idea is to open our eyes to the ways we relate to others and we communicate to others which sometimes are not effective or healthy so we only want to open our eyes and to see what assertive communication is not so now yes i'm giving the floor to Luciano. example number one number one oh I'm sorry to ask, but could you give me your opinion about this presentation? I know you're busy and I'd understand if you couldn't. I'm really sorry. Very common. 
apologizing excessively without any reason, you know, to walk on eggshells when we are asking for something as simple as one opinion. And so let's stop apologizing for everything, for things that are beyond our control or for things we are not at fault at all. So if it isn't necessary to apologize, please let's stop doing it. Number two. Oh, I, I don't mind, really. Let's go with wherever you say. It's fine with me. Mm, another example of non-assertive communication. So avoiding expressing our opinions is another example of lack of assertiveness. And the reason why we often avoid sharing our thoughts or preferences is unfortunately our fear of rejection. So it's very important to work on this. Number three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I-, I wanted to watch this movie, but let's watch uh, the one you want, honey. It's the same to me after all, seriously. Mm. In this example, we see an excessive need to please. To all the pleasers out there, I have been a people pleaser myself. And it is connected to the previous example we shared with you. So when we want to please others, we are so in tune with what they need that we forget what our needs are, what our desires are. So this is very unconscious. This is very frequent. And we really need to shed a light on this. Okay, number four. This is an example uh, from a person who was already overwhelmed by all his commitments. And the person said, Oh, sure, no, no problem. I'll see to those projects. Um, if I can't work on them during the week, oh, okay, I'll do it over the weekend. No problem. It's on me. It's okay. Yeah, I remember this vividly because this is uh, one of my clients who's a boss asked him to do something that had been like an identity nobody had seen to that and because my client is uh, so applied and everything um he delegated the job to him but the question is that my client was like overwhelmed with the pile of things so agreeing to work over time consistently when it causes personal stress and burnout because we are driven by the need to please or the fear of rejection is not assertive. Hmm? Okay, number five. Uh, sure, yeah, uh, I, I was just lying down for a while and then we were going to go out. But okay, no, don't worry, I can do that later and I'm going to help you with your project right away. Wait for me, I'm, I'm going there. Yeah, when we find it difficult to say no to a task, because after all, we are not saying no to the person who asked for the favor, we cannot set healthy boundaries. And the problem is that when we cannot set healthy boundaries, we end up feeling like we have overcommitted to tasks, feeling overwhelmed and even resentful. We might feel resentful for having accepted doing something that we didn't want to do. So this is not assertive communication at all. And it is very important to work on boundaries. Yeah, Georgia, and if you let me add this, uh, this resentment is maybe connected to this kind of self-betrayal. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when, when you postpone your own spaces in order to fulfill 
some other spaces in order to accomplish some other person's goals. Yeah, and, and to meet their demands. And right? to meet their demands. So this this will come later as you're not feeling well with with yourself. Right. And you don't know why, and maybe it is connected to this previous situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally, totally. So these examples we've shared with you from real people illustrate non-assertive communication. And again, we are saying and highlighting this from a place of non-judgment because we've all been there. We've all tried to be pleasing and accommodating. Uh, we found it difficult to set boundaries. So... We are all humans and we are all in this together. But uh, it's important to become aware of the fact that when we find it difficult to express our needs, emotions and possibilities, as we mentioned before, the fear of rejection and the need to please might be kicking in, you know. And those two, fear of rejection and need to please, are very detrimental to assertive communication and to our health. And the same is true when we fear conflict or other people's negative negative reactions. So we prefer to go with their flow instead of being assertive. Or sometimes our self-esteem might be a little low or we might be running on empty. And so we don't want to get into trouble. Sometimes we doubt our worth. Sometimes we don't know that we deserve the attention that we deserve, and so we shush ourselves. Uh, It might have happened that we have been raised in cultures or environments where being assertive was seen or mistaken as being aggressive or disrespectful. And the other thing that came to mind when I was analyzing the question of assertive communication is that If we dared to be assertive uh, when we were younger and as a result we got a negative response or we were criticized, then most probably we have internalized that it is better not to be assertive to play safe. Okay, so, uh, you know, the most interesting part of this topic (laughs) is that assertive communication is a skill. And yeah. as such, it can be trained. Totally. So let's see the, the main characteristics and how you can put them into practice, my dear listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, be clear. Hmm. Be clear. Expressing ideas, opinions and needs clearly without ambiguity or contradictory messages. That yeah. is crucial. Yeah. Number two, be direct. Communicating thoughts and feelings directly to the intended recipient rather than relying on hints or passive-aggressive behaviors like, ah, you have finally found the moment for me, I've been waiting for ages. Mm, Yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay, number three, be respectful. Treating others with courtesy, empathy and consideration while also expecting the same treatment in return. Right. Number four, be Confident, conveying a sense of self-assurance and belief in one's rights and opinions without being aggressive or domineering. Oh yes, and I couldn't emphasize those two words enough because that is all about assertive communication. We don't want to be aggressive, we don't want to be domineering, and we don't want to play the victim either. Yeah, and listen to the strength 
of these words mm -hmm. related to assertive communication. We have said clear, direct, confident, you know, yeah. the three are connected. And respectful. And now respectful. Mm -hmm. And number five, listen attentively because this is a two way communication. So you must talk and you must listen in order to talk again. Mm -hmm. So pay, paying attention to others' viewpoints and responding appropriately, fostering a two-way conversation. Yeah, totally. And number six, be clear about boundaries, limits, you know, clearly defining personal limits and respecting the boundaries of others without being overly submissive Or controlling. Yeah, I think in the examples we quoted, we quoted examples of people who tend to be more submissive. But the same is true when people are the opposite, when they are controlling, they are not assertive at all. That is not respectful at all. So really, this is such an important topic, really. I think we all need a complete lesson about um, assertive communication. So In a nutshell, assertive communication helps us express ourselves effectively, prioritizing our needs and values, resolving conflicts in a beneficial way for everyone involved, and building more respectful and solid interpersonal relationships. I think people with assertive communication are very emotionally intelligent. I love listening to people who are assertive. Um, this is the opposite of being passive, like not expressing oneself, being aggressive, expressing oneself, but at the expense of other people, or playing the victim, as we mentioned before. So assertive communication not only promotes healthy relationships, but also improves self-esteem by allowing us to be more authentic, in addition to helping us to break negative cycles of guilt for things we are not guilty at all, and also negative cycles or of submissiveness. Assertive communication gives us the confidence to stand into our true nature, reducing stress and making decision-making a lot easier. Well said, Georgie. <laughs> okay, so we hope you have found this podcast helpful and I have a challenge for you. Uh, can you think of one or two people who may need information about assertive communication? If so, then forward this to them. So this is the best way we can help one another. So we have finally covered a lot in this podcast. Yes. Uh, nevertheless, remember that you also have the article in Spanish that Georgie wrote for Psicología y Mente Magazine. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to delve into the topic deeper, you can read it if you can handle Spanish. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the link is available on, in the episode and, and also at, at the webpage. So we appreciate your feedback recommendation and evaluation on any of the platforms you are listening to us yes and with this sending you a, a big, big hug, hug.